0: you are holy oh he's our resurrected king he's our resurrected king thank you Jesus oh hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus it takes more faith to believe that Jesus was not raised from the dead than it does to believe that he was raised from the dead it is a proven fact the tomb was found empty. It was scrutinized. For 2,000 years it's been scrutinized. Yeah. And yet, every testing, historical testing that was against the resurrection always wound up being defeated. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. There's actual uh, testing in, uh, to see if... Something is a historical fact that they go through. There's a number of things, sequences of things that they test to make sure. And if followed properly, if followed properly, there's no, con- there's, there's no contest. None whatsoever. Historians, historians that are smarter than your high school teacher or your college Uh, community professor, community college professor. Individuals that are studied and are actual atheists. So in other words, they were very critical, still had to say, he's resurrected. It's like 99% of them agreed that yet Jesus walked the face of the earth and that there was a, a crucifixion. And they say about 78%, which is the majority, believe the resurrection. The rest that, that just don't, just, they can't, uh, they can't allow their heart, they can't allow their mind to agree with it. So they make something else up. Yep. But he's, re- he's resurrected. Yes. And he's your life. And he's come to give life more abundantly yes. through the power of his resurrection. I want you to just turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And verse 1. New King James Version. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. So he's saying you're standing in the gospel which we preached, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you unless. You believed in vain for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. So you can look through scriptures saying through the the, the prophecies that he was going to die and that he was going to be in the ground three days and then he was going to rise up or in the belly of the earth. And that he was going to rise again. And he says, it'll be like the sign of Jonah, even as Jonah was in the belly of the whale. He said, so shall I be in the belly of the earth. But on the third day, I will raise up this vessel, this body. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, which you can find in Isaiah 53. And then you can also find in the book of Psalms and verse 4 and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the 12. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once. This is at once. Not just individually, he met with a bunch of individuals, he, met, he showed himself to groups, ones that we probably don't even know who he revealed himself to. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But there is evidence, substantial evidence, 500 people, they weren't all just totally messed up on some kind of drug from back then. Right. 500 were sound. Yeah. And then if you want to even go further to the testing of the resurrection, all well, I shouldn't say all 12, but the 12, all of them but one, but they, keep, they tried to kill him. All 12 disciples, not counting Judas, it's the new disciple that they chose, all of them died. Yeah. All of them died for their faith in the cross. Yeah. You don't die for something that you don't fully believe in. So why would they go even steal the body of Jesus from the tomb? Why? And then go die for it? Yeah. Uh-uh. Not all 12. Not going to happen, and and many more have died, even since you know from that. Besides just the twelve disciples, there was other disciples. How about Stephen, yeah. Yeah. who died for his faith? Yes. He was around during this time. Yeah. Died for their faith, yeah. and after that, and Paul, which was Saul at the time, was standing and watching over the death of Stephen. And as Stephen was being stoned, he looked up and and the the heavens were open and he could see Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father. And it says that his face began to shine. That same word where his face began to shine is also the same word like the transfiguration when Jesus was transfigured on the Mount of Transfiguration, where the, the light shone through. It was like a transfiguration. It was taking place in his own body as it was being stoned. I don't don't necessarily believe that he felt much pain. But he died for his faith in the resurrection. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. And he's not talking about, like you know, going to bed. He's talking about they did die. That's what they use that word in the King James. If they fell asleep, that they gave up the ghost. And after that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born. Out of due time. See Paul when he was on the road to Damascus. Breathing out threats. he was looking to take on more believers. To throw them in prison. They wanted to stamp down and crush this uh, uh, sect. Is what they considered it. Of Christianity. And try to destroy it. Because they thought it was wrong. But yet they were so very wrong. And out of Saul's own zealousness, misplaced zealousness for God, he went out and began in the name of God to, to concede to seeing those died and thrown into prison. Not concede, but to prove it. And so he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. A great light shone. He fell off his horse. And he says, Paul, Paul, why do you persecute me? It's hard to kick against the pricks or against the goads. Have you ever seen a prick or a goad? You've seen the things and the spikes? It's hard to kick against those things because that's what he was doing. It's like till your foot was bloody is the picture of what that means, to kick against the goads. There's many people, spiritually speaking, are kicking against the goads. Rejecting the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, thinking it's just a fallible, i all make-believe. But yet they completely cast aside the, the uh, I mean, founded evidence, historical evidence of Jesus. There are more writings put aside the Bible, and there are more writings still about Jesus than any other major uh, player in history. This is proven fact. No, I'm sure you can go and find some book by some idiot who wants to just try to and throw out whatever. Pull stuff out of their you know where and lie because, you know, the devil's their father and the devil is the father of lies. So, guess what? They're going to lie. But being so deceived, they think they speak truth. And you can go and you can find things that will agree with your opinion of things in life. You can find it. You can find anything that will agree with your opinion. But when you're faced with factual evidence, you have to make a decision. It's time. Now, I believed, because, even from a child, I've been simply believed in the gospel power. I simply believed in what he has done. Because, because I felt I experienced it. I've had encounters with the love of God. I've had encounters with Jesus. So I just simply said, yes, I believe. Jesus, I want you. And I've had subsequently been touched by God many, many times. In his place, his presence resides. In his place, when we have meetings, revival meetings, God shows up. When He said, when two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That means his resurrection life and his resurrection of power is available for you to experience and to encounter because the tomb was found empty and Jesus rose from the dead. Period. There's no buts. There's no maybes. And I want to strengthen those that have doubted Jesus. You want to believe, but you've doubted it. I want you to be strengthened right now in your faith. If you give yourself fully 100% to the Lord, you will be blessed. If you give yourself 100% to the Lord, you're going to experience this peace that passes all understanding. It's a garrison of Mount God over their hearts and over their minds. When the apostles passed on, when they were martyred for their faith, they were at peace. They were not in any fear because they knew their Lord and their Savior personally. For this is eternal life that you may know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. That means you come into a a real experiential knowledge and encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you receive that resurrection power. Don't make me stand up on this chair. I don't have to fight and strain and try to convince individuals to believe in Jesus and the validity of, of his resurrection power. I put that in Christ. I put that in the Spirit of God to work in your heart and to work in your mind and to open you up so that you can have an encounter with the truth. When you have an encounter with the truth, it's the truth that makes you free. But when you open your heart and make the decision and say yes to that truth, yes to that, people should be sitting here. Where are they at? If they're busy, just find some people in the back and bring them up front and fill in the front. Okay. Verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach. And so you believed. You see, he considered himself to be the chiefest of sinners. Maybe... You don't doubt the resurrection, but maybe you doubt the fact that you are able, that you're worthy to receive salvation, that you're able and you're able to receive the love of God. I'm telling you, there's no pit too deep where God's love is yet not deeper still. He will reach down if you would just cry out to him and if you'd say, Jesus, I believe, I believe and I trust in your power to set free, set free and deliver individuals. I believe you can do it in me. If you can do it in them, you can do it in me. You're not too messed up. There's always somebody more messed up than you. You'll always find somebody with a worse story than you, but that encountered the resurrection power. Encountered real life. Encountered life that's more abundant. Why do you think I'm jumping all up and down? I'm normally a chilled, relaxed kind of individual. Very. But when the Spirit of God gets all over me, I'm very excited. When I talk about the things of God, I get very excited. See, when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you become as of another man. But you need to commune with his Spirit. You need to commune with this word, commune with this truth, let him transform your life. Let him do the work. Oh, the seats got filled. Now I can't stand on anything. I'll just stand on your lap. teasing.. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you've gone through, you can look at your past and be ashamed, but I'm telling you, if you just give it up to him, he will wipe away the shame. And he'll heal every broken heart. Isn't that right, Brandon? He will transform you. And he'll take a a life that's been messed up and make it beautiful. Because you allow him to fill your life. His amazing life fills you and he touches you. And he does an amazing work on the inside. It's the resurrection life of God. But you have to say yes to it. This isn't religion. This isn't Easter time punching my religious time clock. This isn't Sunday morning punching my religious time clock. This is an encounter. A life lived in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, and for Christ Jesus. And when you say yes, his resurrection life comes on the inside of you and begins to change you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body, make it alive. Verse 12. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. So if people are going to church and don't even believe in the resurrection and, they're, and they've got their faith in going to church, then they're, they're, they're dead. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ. That's why he started at the very beginning, that, that fi- over 500 people witnessed that Jesus is alive after his death, that he definitely raised again. Because, he, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if Fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Right. Yeah. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of we are of all men the most pitiable. But now, Christ is risen from the dead. But now, Christ is risen from the dead. And has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection. He was speaking of Adam of the dead for as in adam all die even so in christ all shall be made alive but each one in his own order christ the first fruits afterward those who are christ at his coming then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom of god the father when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So there's a time. He's going to put an end to all of that you see the going on throughout the earth. Nations. Rulers. All of that's going to come to the end. God's going to come and he's going to set up his own rule, his own authority. Jesus told the disciples in Acts chapter 1 and, and, and down through. He, he told them, he says... It's not unto me to tell you when, our own, when the Father's gonna put in His own authority. But you go into all the world and you preach. You just wait for the Holy Ghost. You wait for the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, You shall be witnesses unto me, martyrs unto me, because that's what the word witness means. It means to be a martyr. That means you're choosing to be dead to yourself, that you're willing to die for your own faith in Christ Jesus. That's radical living, but there is no other way to live. We're to live radically for Jesus. But so many people want just that nice, little comfortable, fancy little religion. I mean, we could go really religious. I can start having somebody in a a dress walk down here with the smoke thing the (laughs) incense. We could we could really just get real. I mean, we could get it mats out on our knees and just bow it. Listen, we know who we worship. We had an encounter with Jesus. So are you mocking other religions? No, I'm not mocking. I'm just saying that there's there's no substance. There's no substance, there's no resurrection life, there's no resurrection power. I love the men who have been deceived, but I pray for them that they come to know the substance of the resurrection life of Christ Jesus. That will change, that transforms the heart of man and makes them new and alive. You were dead, but now you are alive because Christ Jesus lives in you. If you believe. If you only believe. Well, brother, I've been a Christian for 25 years and, and I've, I've uh, just struggled and, and, and all this stuff in my faith and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. No, you just need to come to get to know him. Amen. You just need to come to get to know Jesus. You need an encounter with his resurrection life. Amen. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. So right now we see people die. It's appointed unto man to die. And then the judgment. It's appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. It's that simple. We will all breathe our last and we'll stand before him. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he who put all things under his feet, but when he says all things are under him, it is evident that he who put all things under him is expected, accepted. Now when all things are made subject to him, then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. Verse 35, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish and another of birds. These There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. He's not talking about aliens. Therefore... There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body, and it is written. The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, which is Adam, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven and was the man of de- and it was the man of dust so also are those who are made of dust and as the heavenly man so also are those who are heavenly and as we have borne the image of the man of dust we shall also bear the image of the heavenly yes. man what is he saying he's saying we'll bear the image we'll bear And carry that resurrection. We will look like Jesus. We will have the resurrection life. We we have resurrection life as we walk the face of the earth. If you believe in Jesus and what he has done. You believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have this resurrection life on the inside of you. You have to make a decision every day to tap into this resurrection life. And live in it. And walk in it. And accept it. And believe it. And it's available to each and every single one of you. The stone has been rolled away. And an angel sat upon that stone. The, the, the guards fell like dead men, trained soldiers. Trained soldiers. So no, there wasn't just a band of fishermen and, and a doctor and a tax collector that overthrew some soldiers that were guarding the tomb to take the body. didn't happen. It was the angel of God who moved the stone. They fell like dead men. Mary comes to put ointment upon the body. They were figuring out how can we get somebody to move the stone so they can do this. They see the stone has been rolled away. They come running to look, and here the angel says, "He's not here. What are you looking for?" They, where did they put the body? He he's not here. For he is risen. She turned around immediately. She sees Jesus thinking that he's the gardener. And when he said, Mary, because she was asking, where did they lay his body? Where did they take his body? He goes, Mary. When she heard... Him say her name. She knew immediately. This is him. And he says, and she clung to him. He says, you're going to have to let me go. I've not yet go to my father. You can't keep me here. I'm going to have to go to my father. Today, you hear the voice of the master. It's calling your name. Maybe you're backslidden. You haven't been coming to church. You've just been kind of living the life, going through the motions. I'm telling you, the the end is drawing near and it's faster. It's nearer than it once was. Every day it becomes nearer. We don't know the day nor the hour, but we do know this. We're to occupy until Jesus comes. That means do business. That means live for him and live through him. You've backslidden, you pulled away from the things of God, whether because of hurt, maybe because a pastor hurt you, or because somebody in, in the congregation, maybe one of the ushers looked at you wrong and you got offended and said, I'm out of here. Yeah. A lot of times those are things, and I'm not, I'm not making light of this, maybe somebody truly was rude and hurt you, and you took that as a, as a, a out. But God is still calling you. Maybe the, the things of the world, the love of the world. You see, remember when I started the beginning of the service and the seed that was sown upon the heart, the word of God that's sown upon the heart. There was the the beaten down path. And Jesus says, When you cast a seed upon a heart that is like a beaten down path, then the birds of the air, the enemy comes and steals the word that was sown in your heart. Don't let the enemy steal the word that's being sown in your heart today. Do not, because there's resurrection life available for you. Maybe you receive the word of God with joy, but an offense came immediately, and all of a sudden, you know, I don't want nothing to do with Christianity, because you were offended by the gospel, something in the gospel. You loved everything, but then you realize, oh, I have to lay my life down. And then maybe you were excited and you're growing. You're starting to see fruit go boop, boop, the fruit of the Spirit, the life of God. Things are starting to happen. But the cares of this world, the cares, riches, and pleasures, the crap of the world choked out that fruit and that life and that that tender plant that was beginning to bear fruit and you fell away. I tell you right now that your heart is being tilled right now by the word of God Amen. and the seed of God's word is landing upon your heart because the heart is the environment for the word of God to produce change because there's resurrection life in the very word. Because Jesus is the word become flesh. And so he gave his life so that you could have life. And today is the day, and I believe today that there are those right now that your heart has been softened enough through his word, through his truth, through, through time, through your, your spouse, or maybe through a friend, or, or through somebody that has ministered to you throughout, and you've seen them living for Jesus and staying constant for him, and you're saying, I've got to give myself fully. Listen. Listen. Yes, it's more than just going to church. Going to church isn't what makes you a Christian, but it's important that we go to church faithfully, especially as the days grow darker. Even Paul said, Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves one to another, even as the days grow darker. There's a reason. Because he knows that there's the enemy that's going to come in and deceive, come in and cause offenses, come in and cause hurts, come in and cause pains. He knows that it's like it's like you know how the the wolves will will when they go hunting, and they look for the weak, and they go after the weak. A better analogy would be like the lion when it's hunting, and then you see the stray. You ever watch you know National Geographic and you see the little the little bleeding. Um, Water buffalo, little baby, hurt leg, and they go after the, the baby. Yeah. Or they go after the man. That's how the enemy works. He's come forth to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus says, I've come to give you life and I've come to give it to you more abundantly. I've come to give you the resurrection life. That you can live on this planet now. And no, I'm not being like the bunny rabbit. Just because I'm jumping up and down. I'm jumping up and down because I'm excited. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to say yes to Jesus. And to surrender your heart fully to him. It's not religion. It's an on-fire Holy Ghost passionate relationship that causes you to go, hallelujah! (laughs) And be excited and dance and be crazy for Jesus. Well, I don't know if I want to be like that. I'm kind of more of a reserved individual. Listen, I would be shy. When I was a kid, I stuttered when I got excited. He's for you today, and you can have this abundant life. Yeah. Yeah. Today is the day of salvation. It's time to turn fully to Him. Today is the day to rededicate your life. Like I said earlier, if you given your heart to Jesus at one point, but you have slidden backwards... He's here for you and he's calling you today, not tomorrow. Today, 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 today is the day of salvation. Yeah. If I could have every head bowed and I close right now. I know some of you already know what's going to happen. You've been around, you've been churched, church anity, But this is not church anity. This is a relationship. This is a yes to him. This is a fully given to him. It's, it's a transformation of life. And if you mean it with your whole heart, you will be transformed today. You're in this place. You've heard it. I've been speaking. Your heart has even been convicted about things in your own life that you want changed. You want this resurrection life. You've heard the word and you've heard the truth. And the seed of God's word has been planted upon your heart. Do not let the enemy steal what has been sown this morning. Today is the day of salvation. Right now, if you do not know Jesus, you don't experience the Him, you've known the religious Jesus, you've known what religion has showed. But now it's time for a real relationship and encounter with the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. If that's you in this place, whether you're, You've never known him, or whether you have backslidden. If that's you today, then just lift your hand up. Just go ahead and hold up your hand. Today is the day. I see that hand. I see the hand. I see the hand back there. I see the hand. There's. Uh, I know there's others here. It's just a decision. It's. It's a commitment. Well, I don't. Want, if I. If I follow after Jesus, then I won't be able to have fun anymore. Don't, don't worry about that right now. You, you, trust me, I probably have more fun than you do. <laughs> Going to the nations and preaching the gospel and seeing lives transformed, miracles and healings. You're seeing it here. And people surrendering their hearts and their lives at the altar. If that's you, then just lift up your hand. Don't be afraid. Nobody's judging you. Everybody will rejoice. I don't care if you've been coming to this church since the doors opened. Okay, Because it's all about the heart being right before the Lord. Listen, even as myself, I still have to, I still surrender my life. I still consecrate my life to the Lord. Today, and there's something about doing it publicly and boldly before men. Jesus says, if you deny me before man, then I'll deny you before my father. Not because he's being mean or harsh. It's because he loves you. So today is the day for resurrection life. If you raised your hand, then I want you to just stand up right now. Just stand. Just start standing. Just stand. Just stand. Just stand. stand. Right now, you raised up your hands. Because today, your life will be transformed by the power of God, by the blood of the Lamb. Come forward. Just come forward. Come forward. Come forward. Everybody, just come forward. And if you ushers oh. I know there's more. I know there's more that just need to make that dive. It's still open. You can, you can face me. I love that when people turn around and face the group, Because that means they, they're not used to. Just come forward. He's there. He's calling. Don't let the enemy steal the word. I I know in my spirit there's more. Come on, bud. Chef, come on. I I saw you ready to stand up. Come on. You're in loving hands, bud. You're in loving arms here. Okay. Just come up and stand. I know there's more. Just keep coming. Just keep coming. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost just work in your heart. I know I stepped on some toes today but I did it in love. He loves you and it's a life transformed, it's a life renewed. Peace and joy. Joy that that surpasses all understanding. Peace that you just naturally can never experience. this is what I'll say because it takes humility to come before man and make this stand thank you father I thank you that you're working on hearts work on the hearts Lord work in every life right now in Jesus name that not one person will leave this place having an encounter with your resurrection life not a religion but life. Jesus. All right. Then just pray this with me. If you could bring the music down just a little bit, just pray with this with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. And the, I want the rest of the congregation to pray with me. Say, Jesus. Come into my heart. heart. I repent of my sins. sins. Wash me. me. Cleanse me. me. And set me free. free. Jesus, I believe believe. that you you died on Calvary's cross. That you rose again from the dead. So take out the heart of stone stone. and put in a heart of flesh flesh. that is soft towards you. Jesus, Jesus. fill me with the hunger for the things of God. Fill God. Fill Fill me with the boldness of your spirit to preach the gospel Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I, give I give myself. Flood and fill me now. Flood and fill me now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Right now I tell you as a minister of the gospel, your sins are forgiven you. You run to God. You don't run away from Him if you make a mistake. And you draw close to him. And if anybody offends you, forgive. Because there's always going to be individuals that are going to offend. It's always going to happen. Nobody's perfect. But it's a life made new and a life transformed.